Greetings, fellow investigators. Welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Carl, Charles P. Zaglanis, Len Owen Barras, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our game master, and this is Chapter 4, Episode 4. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, so. Yeah, so last week, what did we do? We went and you, I know we ended pretty much with you visiting Miss Cratchit, um, Jethro's widow. Uh, you got some new information out of her. Uh, there was talk of you getting together for dinner with the newspaper reporter. Um, That's right. His first name, Richard, Richard Wendell, I think. Richard yeah. Wendell. Richard Wendell. Um, and I think beyond that, that's pretty much... What place is it to dinner time? Yeah, it's... Um, I'm, I'm flexible with the timing of all this. So uh, if you guys want to just jump right well, to it, that we can do that. Um, whatever works for you guys. Well, what is the actual sequence of events that we visited the teacher, then we saw the reporter on our way to the doctor? Oh, uh, we, we saw, we I, I think we, we saw the, the doctor first, yeah. yeah. We saw and the doctor. Ran, ran into Wendell on the way to Cratchit. So were we, okay, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. We ran into Wendell on the way to Cratchit, and we've spoken to Cratchit. All right. That's right. Um, any follow-ups for Cratchit or anything I would need to clear up or we can just jump to dinner time? Well, it's dinner time. Okay. Uh, so we'll say it's, we'll say that the, the time you spent with Miss Cratchit was a while. Um, so we'll say it's like late evening. 7.30. Uh, it's mid-September, early September. I'm not worried about the days yet. And uh, the sun's starting to set a little bit earlier in the evenings. So you're noticing that fall weather is kind of creeping in. Right. Uh, start, starting to get chilly in the evenings. So um, we, were, we were also making plans to go see the person who uh, Jethro Cratchit had been talking to. I think that was, was it Billy Griffin? Is that the right name? Um, Billy Griffin was the name of the child who she told oh, you. Oh, okay. Wrong page. Sorry. Yep. Hi. Um, Jethro's friend was a bit of an odd name, Alexandru Kuzra. And did we get an address? Uh, she just tells you it's like down the road, down the road, four or five miles. Um, still, you know, they're on the outskirts of town mostly. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna have dinner then and talk to the reporter first, and maybe talk to this Cosro fellow tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah, sounds morning. good. You don't want to yeah. just show up at his house around dinner time. No, no, that's uh, during the daytime. It's uh, it's already quite difficult, given that we're 
a great big mob of us going in, isn't it? And we've got the hill information, uh, the cave. That we're gonna I think we should invite the, the reporter over to our place and see if he can avoid all the bear traps. That would be fun. He'd have something to write about. He would what, need to what? put a dexterity roll. He might or might not have uh, any limits left to uh, write with. What do we want to do about this um, uh, Broken Hill place? Do we do we want to go and investigate that or um, do some more research into it and find out if there's any more info about it before we... Well, let's I find think... out everything we can, although yeah. I'm eager to, eager to get there. Let's get, see if there's how many legends and stuff there are around that place. I, th I think in daylight as well, but if it's caves, there's supposed to be caves up there. So. Yeah, I know I know it doesn't make much difference when we're down there, but I, I think I, I feel a lot happier knowing it was daylight outside when, when we did it. Although we might also want to uh, watch the place around uh, both twilight, see what comes and goes. Yeah, I think Jasper, you suggested uh, earlier that um, maybe we could look at setting traps at some of, if there's cave entrances and things, that might be a good plan. Yeah, even even if, I mean, they don't even have to be traps, even if we just, um, we could just spread some, some fine sand out or something and just see if there are any tracks. Right, if because if they're, in and going out. if they're intelligent creatures, which we, we think they are, we're, we, we know they are, they're not going to fall for a bear trap just sitting there in front of the cave. Well, I had I had thought that there might be some way of doing something with cameras and and tripwires, but they're intelligent enough to know that they've they've tripped a tripwire and then. But and, yeah, and, and we're told they don't show up on film properly either. They just that's weird. We should probably but, presume that they are far more intelligent than we are. If if you put sand there, like you said, I think that we'd at least be able to see if there's marks. But well, we should also be aware that as soon as they know that someone is investigating this locale, they may relocate or become more difficult to find. We don't even know what they're going to look like. They might look like those fish people again. Indeed. So well, once we uh, once we think we have a once we think we have an angle, we should probably. Uh, strike that location as quickly as we can all right well, well let's let's have dinner with or let's uh let's talk to the well room. first let's decide what we're willing to tell him or not tell him yeah what information we know he's seen a picture of what we think is probably a flying miko but why don't we admit that we are interested in uh, the more sensational accounts we certainly don't want him to uh, belabor our association to Miskatonic, in print or otherwise. Yeah, but we can't just go in there and say, what weird stuff have you seen? Because that's what we said last time. We're not going to learn anything more. Uh, well, how much do we want to admit about what we're really interested in? Well, it's going to depend on what his demeanor is i mean if he if he seems like somebody we could trust <laughs> a reporter well reporters are sometimes very much dedicated to finding out the truth 
that does that's not necessarily a bad thing. Or we could just make up a story for him, see if he prints it. Well, what would we like people to read? That seems like a lot of work, though. It was a giant moth man. What if we just told him we had reason to believe there were things living in the hills? And could he find and see if there's any legends or things that have been written in the past about things that live in the hills? Tug, you could tell him about the mole men. He could go looking for the mole men, see if he can get some photographs. I don't think the mole man have anything to do with this. Really? They don't seem, they don't seem in any way... They're not giant... I don't think that, that giant monsters can turn into little itty-bitty mole men. Well, I've, I've you think been they might someone. have made them? Maybe. Yeah, Maybe yes. brought them with them? Or they might just have come through the same portal from wherever they came from. That's what I think. I think that they're just from the same planet. What did they're he call basically it? an infestation then? Should Another? we gas them? For all we know, they think we are the infestation. Well, that's just patently ridiculous. Well, and if those things have been no. here for a long time, then maybe those little moments have been here for a long time. Like I said. Well, you know, there are lots of strange um, stories from uh, Vermont about little um, Pukwudgies living up there. Yeah. Maybe Vampires like, and everything else. Maybe they're the real Pukwudgies. Actually, there is something else we should ask him about. We should see... Um, what he can tell us about uh, about the mysterious deaths. We didn't know to ask him about that last time. We should yeah, see what well, he can tell us about local gossip and uh, strange people in the town and things like that. Last time we were only interested in folklore in the hills. By the time we learned uh, just how disturbing this place really was, we were more or less finished with the reporter. All right, well, let's go. Let's go find him. I just thought it was funny if I was picturing this whole conversation while you guys were sitting at the booth at the Jim's Grill and the reporter's like right behind you. Like, I'm so waiting to take your order, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's lobster, we said lobster. Yeah, lobster, lobster. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so I'm going to, so what is a puck wedgie again? I'm just curious. They're, they're, they're strange little creatures um, from uh, Vermont. Um, little, uh, there's, it's an Indian legend. They're, they're little sort of uh, dastardly um, prank playing. Hmm. Some, sometimes they're quite malevolent. Yeah, they're sort of wood spirits. Yeah. There is, a, there is a, a, an abiding um, uh, um, uh, legend, a rumor, if you will, that um, Horatio Seymour, who was um, governor of Vermont um, from uh, 1821 to 1833, until he was succeeded by Benjamin Swift, was uh, was actually a puckwaji. <laughs> but that's uh, that's unlikely because he was born in Connecticut. You'd think that an actual puckwaji would be born in Vermont. Jasper, what have you been smoking? Very short man. And with that, you pull up in your car outside of Jim's Grill. 
Um, mm. Smell of hamburgers wafting through the air. That is good. Oh dear. I may one second. Yeah, I'm glad to be out in the, in, the, in, the, in the fresh air. I think that the, um, I was putting some pictures in my scrapbook earlier and I, I think I might have used the wrong sort of glue. <laughs> that explains quite a lot. Oh. So you see that uh, Mr. Wendell is sitting in a booth already anxious to meet you guys. He leads you over. All right. I'm going to let you guys Mr. Wendell. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for joining me. So, so here how, how things have been here. Sorry, you guys overlapped on that one. Uh, so, uh, hear any good weird stuff lately? <laughs> <laughs> That's my job. Everything is weird if you just look at it in the right light. Um, no, it's been fairly quiet the last couple of weeks. Um. So you got, I'll just so you guys can place your lobster orders, cheeseburgers, whatever you want. Um, and, and I guess we're going to just... Go, go ahead, Mr. Wendell. Yes, yeah, so here's what I want to know, is what is going on out at that farmhouse of yours? We saw a whole train of uh, federated oil and chemical trucks roll through town a couple of days ago. Well, to be honest, we're as surprised as you are. We're uh, we're we're doing a little bit more surveying for uh, for the oil company, the, the the chemical company, whatever the hell they're called. See, I don't even know what they're called. Um, Federated Oil. And when we we were just expecting to stay in that house again, and when we got here, they're putting it together like it's a. Uh, I guess some weird stuff went on the last time we were here, and they're just. It's making like a military sure. operation up there this time. Yeah, we're really surprised, but mm, if yeah, we can we figure, get, if we, we get can, extra credit for it, so we're not that bothered. Yeah, yeah, if we can figure out some of it, we'll we'll tell you what's going on. But you got me. Uh, are you sure nothing well, I mean, unusual has been going on in town? Uh, maybe uh, or something in the surrounds that would have uh, would have made uh, the company concerned that they needed. Uh, more personnel or something like that? Um, he just looks confused. No, I thought, you mean they're not with you? I thought they were with you. Well, they're with the same company, but uh, um, I don't know. Maybe something's going on that we don't know about. Um, I know that from our previous times out here, we really didn't find much. So is this, um, are you still associated with the school? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're, still, we're still working on the same thing on a, on a folklore project. Well, it's a, a folklore and anthropology project now. But, um, but yeah, we are glad to see you because uh, our, interests have, uh, our interests have expanded a bit uh, to uh, more, not just uh, old folklore, but uh, perhaps more contemporary anthropology too. You know, things like... Uh, uh, things like the way uh, these kind of tales are received in the present day, uh, perhaps well, the kind of things that you print that uh, that interest people uh, here in town. 
uh, not just old vampire stories and such like, you know, but uh, more recent accounts of unusual goings on. We, uh, we found a reference, although I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't bring it with me, but we found a reference uh, uh, back east to a sort of a thing flying through the sky that didn't fly very well. And it reminded us of the picture that you took. Oh yeah, and that uh, that there were old Indian legends about things that lived up in the hills. Have you heard anything about that? Oh sure, yeah. That's I mean that's uh, that's practically common knowledge around here. I mean, oh, well, nobody brought that up to us. What okay. uh, can you tell us more about those legends? I mean, we that was uh, what we came up here for. Exactly, something that's uh, that's common knowledge and yet uh, yet wouldn't be mentioned, as if perhaps it's not seen as just an old legend, but uh, uh, but something more uh, immediate and uh, present. That's exactly exactly what we need to be documenting. All right. So, from my clarification, I'm not sure if you're just not remembering or if you're messing with Lindo's head. Oh well, I'm not telling him exactly the truth. Okay, because like in the first episode, that's pretty much all I was feeding you was things are out in the woods, things are creepy, there's strange sights. Like every person you talked with had a story about what was out in the woods. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, out of character, pretty sure Tug just lied. Uh, well, I, I, I said up in the hills this time. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, because that's what, I mean, otherwise I'll just be retelling the same Okay, yeah, you don't have to tell the same yeah, stuff. Okay. It's, it's just basically, it's that flat, broad, you know, weird yeah. things, noises. But if he does have anything specific to say about anything anybody, you know, mentioned recently, a particularly in a particular location or uh, a particularly weird story about actually seeing one, you know, last week or that, yeah. that's a little different right yeah if you ask no, it's, it's all just it's been roughly two weeks since you guys were last here right yeah it's now quiet. have you noticed or have you started to have you run across any stories that would explain why the the the, the death rate in this area is high and i realize that there are farms and there are accidents that happen but it's been hinted at by a few people that it happens here way too much. And usually to kids. Have you, have you run across statistics that show that as well? He will just confirm your suspicions in that. Yes, it seems an inordinate amount and statistically prob improbable. Um, but it's not like, he necessarily is keeping a list of statistics in his office. It's more do people tell stories about it? What do people here think is going on? Yeah, it's it's like you know every every one of these has mostly been explained away by it was a strange accident. Explained away? Does that mean you think something's going on? Well, in other words, if I were to tell you that a child was out playing in the farm. He slipped and fell and something horrible happened to him with a piece of farming equipment. 
So I would ask you, you know, would you find that strange and unusual? Well, I'd be mighty horrified. And if uh, something like that happened uh, maybe uh, once in a in a few years uh, under circumstances that could lead to carelessness, uh, maybe it would still be striking. If it happened often enough that uh, there was anything like a pattern, I could hardly believe it. Uh, I'm, I'm not from a right inside the huge city myself. I would be, when I was growing up, I'd have been beyond astonished by anything like what we've heard here. Have you have you heard any anything about any of the children in town acting strangely? Any stories about that? Uh, strange in what way? I mean, anyway, really, strange, like not children, like uh, uh, we heard while we were uh while we were wandering about and talking to people um kids torturing animals you heard anything like that no i did not i guess that might be something that does also happen normally but well there's a difference tug between uh finding it uh amusing to a tie a possum's tail to something and well mutilation um but for that matter mr wendell are there tales of anyone torturing and mutilating animals children or otherwise no i i don't think i've heard of anything like that um that's that's interesting and he he's had his notebook out the whole time and he's been just scribbling with little bits and pieces how about conspiracies you know of any conspiracy theories who can who do you think can be trusted and who can't in town? I may have asked that last time. Well, nothing specific comes to mind other than generally the conspiracy theories are usually from, usually regarding positions of power. So, you know, the farmer thinks that the big corporation that's selling him the seeds are up to something. Hmm. Um, well, who but, actually does have power in this town? Well, it's a small town. I mean, I'm not even sure how you would define power in such a small town. The kind of person who everyone lacks and believes. The sheriff, the mayor. The sheriff, the mayor, yeah. The, I mean, the sheriff is, keeps things orderly. But what about folks who don't uh, who don't have uh, an official position, the kind of people who are seen as sources of uh, moral authority? That 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 kind of thing is to our interest as well. Where we're we're interested in the way these kind of uh, you know kind of uh, stories about uh, perhaps not just the uncanny but the wicked uh, are spread and circulated in a, in a small community such as this. So it's good to know who is trusted and believed. Mm. I like to count myself amongst the people who are believed in this town. Well, uh, it just certainly, certainly we have the impression that your uh, your work is very popular. Uh, well, you're a man who's looking for the truth. Some days are better than others. Sometimes, you know, you gotta make a living. You gotta sell a newspaper, but 
for the most part. So what do you think is the most important, most important thing about this town? Most important thing. I guess I would have to say with it being such a small farming community, we have a lot of crops. Uh, our farmers do rather well. And we have a lot of crops that are sold to market. You know, we've got the dock down there along the river that we, that pretty much is our main bread and butter for the town is uh, people exporting their produce and such. So uh, why is uh, the farming so successful here? No idea, really. I mean, it's some people have said that that's part of the, the mystery and the magic of this town. You know, if really? you go outside of this town, you tend to come up, you know, it's it, the soil is not the greatest. We're just at the foot of the Green Mountains, you know, it's, but the, for some reason or other, the, the uh, soil around here is very fertile and crops do really well. You know, that's, that's really interesting, Mr. Wendell. There, there are always, in most communities, uh, old tales about, uh, well, everything from, uh, you know, fertility charms to, you know, uh, old uh, superstitions and customs about uh, good luck with farming. But, well, most of the time, either no one takes them that seriously or it's always with a nod and a wink. Is there anything here that people actually believe in, uh, that they really invest themselves in, uh, that's associated with uh, the success of the community in this way? Because that would be really are, worth knowing about. Are, are there any rituals? You well, know, yes, like that would be things, even more interesting. People do things at spring harvest and things like that, depending on the community they were raised in. Do they have any festivals or anything like that here? Not to my knowledge. There's always been rumors. Some of the old timers in town will tell you that the, the reason for the fertile soil and such, they think dates back to old folklore of the local Indians, hmm. that they had some sort of communications and they were able to talk with the dead and talk with the spirits. And, hmm. you know, as long as you didn't, doing anything wrong or bad, then they would be blessed with good soil. Uh, are there any places that are uh, associated with those legends? You know, old uh, burial grounds or secret sites or anything like that? The only one that I know of is the, the Broken Hill burial ground. Burial ground? Uh, those same native people? Yep. Mm -hmm. Anyone use it uh, as a burial ground since then, or do they no. stay away? Do people like yeah, to go no. there? The people generally stay away from it. Why? No, that, that's the one we were at before, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the mound. Mm. Yeah, generally, I mean, to, to elaborate a little bit more on what the people about the town, you know, that's sort of our bread and butter for the town. That's what keeps the town functioning and surviving and that and the fact that almost everyone here has a story about what's in the woods you know don't let your kids stay out late at night get them at home don't let them go play in the woods by themselves you know that that's what Vermont folklore is all about you know the, the unknown you you're always 
making up stories about those dark and nasty woods. Do you have a favorite? Do you do you think anything's really out there? I like them all because they all sell newspapers. Are there <laughs> any that you think are the best but don't sell newspapers? I tend to just stay away from the whole uh, I, I even have a hard time saying it the, the childhood you know when, when a child when a child passes away it's news uh, but I everyone has their own lives and I try not to sensationalize that so sure some, do you think that has <laughs> something to do with the uh, stories about the woods yeah, I mean, that's what some of these stories, that's what they they come down to. You know, the, the children, they wandered too far into the woods and they injured themselves, they got hurt, they got lost. I mean, it's... You know, how um, how is uh, Ms. Uh, Braithway doing, anyway? Yeah, she's okay. Um, the doctor had a had her checked out. Um, it was, it was, I mean, the wounds that she suffered, I can't imagine what she went through. Uh, the, the child was touched. And to think that somebody would do something like that to her in that condition, I, I just can't imagine that. No, no, I don't think an insane person could. Look, um, so let me let me see if you guys can answer this. Uh, some of the rumors around town regarding this federated oil and chemical, some some folks are starting to get excited that uh, maybe you all have found some sort of oil or minerals, and maybe you're out there prospecting and getting ready to buy up a lot of these farms. Well, they wouldn't tell the folklorists about that. So what is the connection? I can't figure out why would a federated oil and chemical be supporting and dealing with a bunch of folklorists. Well, some of, us still have, some of us still have a geology background. I've got some geology. Okay. Uh, but uh, quite honestly, we're at, we're at a bit of a loss too. Hmm. I think it might be a philanthropic thing. They're just um, paying paying for a trip for the uh, the university, really. And, and but you know, some sometimes money. there's sometimes there's agreements between departments too. Yeah, it could be that. Um, well, hold on, you, you said philanthropic. Can you, I got excited there for a minute. Did he, so you didn't mean, uh, I thought maybe you might be meant philanthropic for the members of the town. Well, more, more for the university. I think that they're just, um, they're, they're, um, poss possibly they're all, they're all alumni of the, of the university. I know that the, uh, the, the, uh, geology people were along last time and they were prospecting for things. So per perhaps they have found something. Ooh. But um, no, no, certainly no one mentioned oil. But, the, 
But so. you, uh, the town doesn't need philanthropy, does it? You said this community is uh, known to be uh, most successful in farming, and uh, perhaps prosperous in comparison to others. Uh, is there some concern that that is uh, no longer the likely to be the case? No, other than, I mean, I don't know how much you know about farming, but it's it's a tough, you know, it's hard. It's, it's hard work. If there's an easier way to make money, I think some of these towns people would jump on that. Um, it is prosperous well, it's worth to make ends meet, but. Well, it's worse in the cities. Yeah, but all you need out in the countryside is a couple of bad years and you're fucked. I'm sorry. Well, well, that's what I will. You're that's screwed. rather what I was. That's rather what I was wondering, uh, Mr. Wendell. Uh, are there concerns that? Um, well, is there any indication that this uh, will be a a worse year for farming? I don't nope. know much about the region. I'm not from here. Nope, no concerns. Beyond the you, you know, a bad rainstorm could wash out a crop. Hmm. Well, it can certainly wash out a bridge. Yes, yeah, that was big news. So we could probably go on and on. Um, so unless there's anything more specific you want to ask him, I think we can probably wrap this up. I can't think of anything. Okay, so he uh, he actually uh, offers to pick up your tab, and he thanks you for the information. That's that's mighty kind of you. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Windsor. That's very generous. And uh, he wishes you luck, and he asks, you know, hear any new stories let me know likewise so we'll come by we'll come by your uh, come by our office sometime and uh, when we uh, have some spare time mm -hmm. so yep. when we're when we're alone again maybe outside sure. walking or whatever yep okay i say i, I now i'm not the smart one here, but it seems to me like if the Miko are living in the hills and they are prospecting possibly for that mineral that we found, if they had any kind of contact inside the town with humans, who would they contact? what person in town would make the most sense that they would contact? I would say if there was a science teacher. Well, maybe a, a community leader, a, um, a mayor, a pastor, a um, councilman. For what? Would it have somebody who's intelligent? What do you suppose the purpose of the contact would be, though? Just to make make sure that legends are spread about not going up into the woods so that the oh i see i see where you're going with that yeah with the, the newspaper man yeah it's very it reminds you think you're you've hit the nail on the head tug it reminds me of back at university where they were trying to remove stories whereas here the newspaper guy would be able to feed them stories if anything crops up like he keeps mm -hmm. asking us all the time what's the news you know if we, as if we know something because I think deep down inside, at least we have a strong suspicion that there are Miko up there in the hills somewhere. You know, I, I don't think anyone in this town is going to give us a straight answer when, when we ask about 
what's going on. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much we're going to find out before we go up there. I think yeah. we should just go up there and have a look. Why would he admit that he thinks there's a connection between the children and what's going on in the hills and that he doesn't like to print that if he was acting to uh, spread stories to obscure their influence? Why admit something well, like that? That's not what he said. He's, he was just seemed to me like he was just a, a decent kind of fella who said, uh, didn't want to pry into people's private lives in a time of grief. I can, yeah, I can see the case for that. Well, he I'm not questioning why he didn't want to print those stories, but I asked him, does he really think that there's any connection between the strangeness in the woods and the missing children? It seemed to me that he thought there was, and I found it surprising he would say so. That's all. Perhaps I misunderstood I don't know. I didn't think that that's what he said, but well, I'm, I'm, I say we should go up there and take a look. Well, I'm yeah. very much in agreement. But a hiking, a hiking trip in the morning. Yeah, yeah. But we have we have resources now at our at our disposal. We can't just go up there and not tell everybody where we're going. We gotta make sure they got our backs. Mm. Okay. Bring a fire gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think we should when we get back tonight or early in the morning we inform Team B and let them know what, what we're doing because they might want to head up in the hills as well. We should also ask if they've seen anything. You know, there's something I just thought when you said Team B. I was just thinking bees. I'm thinking I hope this isn't like a freaking hornet's nest, and by poking it, we get a swarm. Well, I did think about that. If there's the, the, the remember the, that book said that um, it was lots of caves, and that's what I thought. You know, who knows how many caves are in that? If mountain. it's, I, I was thinking about it though. If they're, if they're in the caves, and, um, and and when we encountered them, they they came at night. Maybe they just don't like the light, or they don't want to risk being seen. So we're we're definitely best off going there in, in the morning. Here's another idea, Tug, to talking about bees. We could smoke them out. We don't even know if they breathe. Yeah, we know they don't breathe. like bleach, but we can hardly flood the caves. And even if we could, what we really need is uh, well, if they do, if they don't like the daylight, if Jasper's right and they don't like the daylight, the best thing we could do is try and get one out in the daylight because it's vulnerable, you know. Catch it. This is the dumbest thing I've ever thought of. But what if we went there and left them a message that we did one of your socks directly? Well, I don't think they like socks because the the, the mole people like the socks, but. The Migo, they I don't know what they like. Mushrooms, maybe. They're friends. Maybe the mushrooms are their friends because oh. they're both fun guys. Um, no, I, I mean, think, just... I think, I think we're past the point where we could make friends with them. I, I know, but if they're just... I mean, if, they're, if they can speak English, we heard them speak English, maybe we could just go there and leave them a letter that says, what the hell are you up to? <laughs> I don't know. It's... But meet us at such and such a tree. We just want to talk. We don't want to. If they know we're with the, uh, well, first of all, we don't know if they know anything about what happened to the other one. But uh, either way, if they've uh, been able to discern that we're with uh, a militarized party, they'll probably be rather skittish. 
Yeah, but that's why anything we do that's aggressive, well, like like I said, it'd be like poking a, a hornet's nest. Well, uh, all, I, all I, I know is this, this all this jibber jabber ain't worth a hill of beans. Okay. What? He said this jibber jabber ain't worth a hill of beans. In other words, we should get off our asses and go. So. Don tootin'. <laughs> I think Rex is Rex is anxious too. <laughs> all right, let's go. I'm certainly keen to, to uh, try and uh, communicate with them, though. I think you're right about that. And if we could convince them we had no aggressive intentions, well, that would be the best of all. Of course, we do have aggressive intentions. <laughs> thing. Can I remind you of your military bunker that you have now? Right, in our nets and our traps and our... Well, that's just it. I, I don't think we can convince them of that. <laughs> but maybe we could convince them that they could change our intentions. Maybe we could set that and make a trap that way. Say, come out, we want to talk to you, and then kill them all. I don't know. I don't want to kill them, but... I don't. Me neither. Well, I'm, I'm just up for going up there and seeing if we can see any evidence of anything actually being in the caves or using right. the caves. Or... Remember, guys, they swapped students' brains and they came back different people last time. Yes, Jasper, you've, uh, you've become awfully uh, confident and enthusiastic. Uh... Well, remember, too, that we went on a goose chase last time and found a, a, a homicidal maniac instead of the... Uh, maybe there's a homicidal maniac stringing girls up in, in cabins and, and killing children in fields. Maybe that's what this is. Well, you're right, Tug and I... Uh, there is. Uh, Rex will let him have it. Well, you're right, and uh, I missed the whole thing. That does remind me that uh, I'm fairly keen for some action myself. Uh, well, I'll be ready in the morning. Right. Uh, by the way, Doctor, what did you uh, what did you make of the reporter, Mr. Wendell? Did anything uh, strike you as particularly uh, particularly out of place in any of his uh, responses? No, not really. I mostly just enjoyed my chicken parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, this gym does have a rather fine girl. For such a small town, perhaps okay. it's uh, I've always wondered perhaps it's that. something about the soil. It only costs a dollar fifty. How is it you can go into a diner and you have an option of what seems to be thousands of menu items? Lobster. The the bigger gigantic kitchens on the inside than they are. So shall we go back to the house and inform the team of what we're thinking or what the information we have about Broken Hill? Yeah, yes. Figure. Yeah, yes. Let's let them know what we're planning for the morning. Okay. Come on, come on, Rex, old buddy, old pal. <laughs> I, I bring an extra hamburger. You okay. know why? <laughs> for Rex? No, for my little friends in the woods. Okay. I'm still hoping to make friends. Maybe they'll recognize me. Yeah. They might stab you again. They might sit down and tell me all about the Migo. Can I can I can I see if I can get a nice ham bone or something for Rex? Yeah, sure. He deserves it because he is a good boy. All right, back we go. It's on his skills list. He has good boy. Ninety-nine percent. <laughs> He's a very good boy. Very good boy. So you guys managed to get back to the the uh, farmhouse. Um, we can just fast forward through, you know, you 
share the news with everybody involved. Uh, they have very little report back. The, um, Dr. Sarah Matheson, uh, she has been busy working on the goo that you found early in the morning. Nothing really to report. You know, it's all just very interesting, scientific-y mumbo-jumbo. Um, if you're headed out into the woods tomorrow morning, do you want to bring any of them? Do you want to bring Sam, the security guy? Well, um, who's willing to come with us? Yeah, I want to. I want to ask or uh, even radio to the other team to let them know what the plan is. We've got reason to believe that Broken Hill is a high priority site, and there's caves up there. We're looking to investigate tomorrow. If you want to come up to that area, okay. I'm, I'm all for taking Sam up there with us, and I think I mean I'd, I'd feel um, a bit safer if we did. Sure. You know, we're just we're just a bunch of students. I mean, he 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 he, he probably knows how to fight and stuff. We'll be much safer with him there. I also think we should establish a kind of a protocol that if something starts to happen, one of us runs. One of us gets back here. One of us gets the mercenaries. One of them is alerts that we have unleash the hornet's nest. Oh, I, th I think if anything happens, we should all attempt to run. I don't think this is a time for, for bravery. The, the Team B do the bravery. Well, I, I kind of agree with that, but if we're engaged, somebody yeah. has, it's vital that somebody gets yeah. down here and tells somebody. Yeah, I'm, I think... I'm, I'm determined to graduate. Yeah. And not so, die in a cave. So what that means <laughs> is that running is not cowardice in this case. It's necessary. We have to get back and tell them. You can cartwheel. Fall, then they'll never know what happened. I'm happy running as sure as eggs is eggs. Yes, but you'll be concerned about uh, Rex's well-being. He's better the, uh, running than I am. He's got four Fair legs. Enough. Yeah, he's, he's from a cursorial species. So let's say that the, the runaway or the, the warning message is hornet's nest. That's the code word. That sounds good. Oh, I wanted it to be prawn toast. <laughs> I like that. No, well, if, if, we have the, if we have that, we won't have to run. No, if we kill oh. them all, that's prawn toast. If we burn them. Or, or, or if one of us is killed, it's he's prawn toast. <laughs> all right uh I, it's, it's amazing that we can be in such good moods <laughs> it's about to happen <laughs> we're all gonna die tomorrow <laughs> yay Prontos. so danny just to clarify something that you were talking about um team b is mostly I, I, I want to be careful how I word this. They're, they're kind of, their orders are to be your backup, right? Yeah, so I, I realized when I said that. Yep. Yeah. If you're going to travel up into the woods, that's fine. They're probably going to, they're in charge of just backup, really. They're not going to go with you. Okay. Or... I, th I think it was more, I, I wasn't meaning that they would actually come and join us because I know they're kind of behind the scenes, but 
I think if they know our position, then maybe they'll be in the right direction if something crazy did happen. You know, if Tug's right and there could be hundreds of them, who knows, you know. But uh, at least they know where we are if yes. they're not like five miles away, you know, from the mountain. That's mm. going to be useless, you know. This is a recon mission, yeah. We're going I think to... we should also assume that by backup is meant their first priority as ours is to uh, capture a specimen and their second priority is probably to, uh, or maybe third priority is to uh, ensure we return alive. Well, fuck that. <laughs> priority one, we return alive. <laughs> well, I do, I do agree that is our first priority. Uh, so, Team A, uh, pleasant dreams. I so mean, maybe, maybe. if you put it that way, I'm thinking, oh, why don't we just get on a bus and go home? Why are we sacrificing our life so that they can have a bug to play with? That's crazy. Because we want to see the bug. Well, we'd be dead. <laughs> we wouldn't see anything. I think along with the security guy, it'd be good to have the doctor come in as well with our science know-how. Whoever can shoot a gun. Oh, she's just going to slow us yeah, down. I think I looked her up last time. I don't think she's good with a gun. I th well, It's just a recon. We want to see if there's something there. No, I, 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 would, uh, I would assume that the doctor doesn't want her... Uh... Goo time to be interrupted. Okay, well let's oh, go. That, that's not like no gunsel. Let's do the recce then. Ask, we'll ask Joe to get some DOS. <laughs> um. Okay, that's fine. The I'm, t so I'm wanting a grenade or two. <laughs> Any last minute evening prep? Uh, the uh, Larry's going to go to the radio. He'll check in with Team B. Uh, he, that's the usual protocol, you know, especially at night. Um, so he'll he'll relay the same messages that you've been telling, so they're aware of your plans. Um, anything you guys want to do for nighttime activities? Just you pretty much had a long day. Just I'll just go outside for a um, for a snipe and uh, walk the dog. Okay, and I'll uh, I'll carefully well i'm going to spend at least an hour out there seeing if i can coax some uh, mole men but just sitting quietly looking into the woods trying to trying to think really hard i won't hurt you <laughs> um and then i'll leave the hamburger and go and a sock yeah, let's just hope we find something. I, I, I don't want to go all the way up in the woods and find out it's just a trip for biscuits. Tug, give me a sense. How far into the woods are you traveling for this? Just about 100 feet, maybe. Okay. Right to where that stump was that, uh, that I left food at the last time. Okay. Just for um, I'm I'm not going very far, and I I, I took pains to to know where all the the traps are. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sort of I'm staying within the perimeter with with him on the lead, just to to take him out for um for uh, sundry purposes of micturation. The um, I'll say that you have the floodlights turned on for the house, and it's kind of like it's kind of ridiculous how bright it is out there right now. 
it's uh, the, uh, the the darkness of the woods is just being flooded with these big floodlights that you have attached to the house. So it's like daylight out there almost. Um, Tug, the first thing you notice when you get to your stump is your first sock is missing. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to just, I'm going to sit on the stump this time. Well, I hope that doesn't mean that I'm for, I'm for taking it. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to sit it, sit there and uh, just look into the woods. I, I don't expect anything to happen, but maybe I'll get lucky. I'm I'm really quiet so that if anything makes a noise or swings from a tree, I'll I'll focus in on it. And then I'll get tired after an hour and I'll go back inside. What time is it? What, probably about nine, so it's dark. Okay. I have a flashlight, but I don't have it on. Okay. Can you do a power roll? Sure. 40. What is my pal? 50. So just passed it. Okay. I'm going to attempt to play a sound effect. Can you tell me if you hear this okay? Yeah, that was weird. Uh, it, it sounds like bug wings, giant bug wings. So I'm I'm looking around to see if I can see where it's coming from. And then, kind of like uh, you're on high alert at this point, and now like every little twig snap, every little moth that flies into your ear. Tends to like freak out a little bit. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going. Out it comes. <laughs> I I I leave the hamburger in the sock, and I I very quickly run back to the house, watching out for traps. Okay. I leave the hamburger in the sock. Now there is the words. There are the words of a sane, rational man. If ever I heard them. Oh. You see my sanity level lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jasper, unfortunately, there's not, or maybe fortunately, depending on your mindset, uh, nothing much happens with your dog walk. You're pretty much sticking close to the house, so you're fairly well protected. Okay. Um, so at some point, Tug, you return, Jasper returns, the evening wears on. Oh, well, when I return, I'm like, oh, guys, guess what? Oh, okay. I, yeah, think I heard, I think I heard something. It sounded like, like a gigantic bug's wings droning in the air. Where, where from? What, what direction? I, I, I was over by my stump waiting for the mole men to show up. And then, I mean, I've heard bugs before. They have that sort of droning sound, but this sounded really big. Do you, do you think it might be one of the thingamajigs? 
I don't know what would make that noise, but I wasn't going to sit out there and get eaten or have my brain taken. They're maybe coming over to check us out, see what's going on here. I think we should be on alert. No, remember you said, Tug, that maybe somebody's feeding information to them. Maybe somebody's told them we're back. Maybe we talked to the wrong person in town. Hmm. Uh, Sam is on the high alert. Yep. He, uh, he asked if anyone would be willing to help him with watches throughout the night. I can't sleep. I'll, I'll help. Um, perhaps we can get two more people to volunteer for a second shift with Larry. I'll do a shift. Okay, Dan. I want the I want the crossbow. Because if I see a bug flying in the air, I'm going to shoot it with the crossbow and see if we can pull it down or whatever. Like we'd said originally. Okay. Now I suddenly want to shoot them and kill them. And catch them. <laughs> but that moth that flew by right afterwards scared the frick out of me. So. If I knew how to use it, I'd, I'd, I'd have one of those Chicago typewriters, but um, I haven't got a clue. But I don't mind keeping an eye out. What did you say? Chicago? A Chicago typewriter. Typewriter. Right. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Awesome. I heard you say typewriter. No, a chopper, a gat. Yeah, gotcha. What are the hell? What are you? I'm, I'm, I'm speaking English here. <laughs> a heater. Yeah. That's right. You know, you use it for drilling someone, plugging them, filling full of lead, <laughs> showing them some daylight. The first thing I thought of was the uh, typewriters from uh, the Naked Lunch film. Be uh, <laughs> appropriate typewriters to the situation. So, um, the night progresses, uh, sleep might be difficult for some. It's been a long day though. So maybe some of you just zonk I out. tried to go to sleep early. I don't know if all that commotion made that impossible, but I kind of wanted to be not just waking up when we get this started. And, uh, uh I'm planning to, uh, cast the spell when I wake up also to, okay. uh, have a, improved spot hidden okay so um, i'm thinking i might want to wake up naturally but early since yeah, it obvious yeah. what what time did you guys what what time did you want to get rolling for your recon mission 6 a.m well seven it's it's getting it's dark early too so yeah mm -hmm. just just before the sun comes up so by the time we're on the road then we'll the sun will have started to come up okay oh, that sounds good to me all right, that's pretty early then. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping that I'll just wake up like, you know, a half hour before everybody else at least, but I'm not, it's not like I'm, there's an alarm, but, but my intention is to wake up early. Okay. Um, Danny, could you do a listen roll? Yeah, success. So you and Larry are on second shift. You're it's late at night. You, you know you already got some sleep in. They woke you up, so you're still a bit groggy. Uh, you're making small talk with Larry, and you hear 
some of the tin cans that have been hooked up to some of the strings and wires start rattling in the backyard. Um, what do you want to do? Okay, so the, the floodlights are still on, yeah? It's up to you. It's, I, I, I'm willing to either, whatever you want, if you want to have them all, all night long, I'm okay with that. If you want to like turn them on when you want them turned on, I'm okay with that. It's, it's really up to you. Well, I think uh, if we can, probably it would be better if they were off, so that if there is anything there, it's surprised when we switch them on. So we maybe go through the house to the back door, get the floodlights switched on. I've got my pistol ready just in case. Um, going to wherever obviously the, the kind of direction of the area where the cans are. And we'll switch the floodlights on at the back to see if we manage to surprise anything. Okay. Including us. <laughs> Isn't everybody surprised when the floodlights come on? Well, I'm, I'm guessing because they've done so much work in the house, maybe the windows are shuttered and things like that. So, it, no. Maybe there's some kind of blackout curtains up at the windows and things, so not everybody's going to see it. Um, if that's not too much. So let me ask you this. Do you want to have that as part of your like nightly routine? I think I mentioned that they do have shutters on the inside that you could like right. shut and latch and, you know, pretty secure wooden. Yeah, I think so. Makes sense. Would that be not okay? Um, so it's still so even though you now flick the outside for lights, I'll say they're not bright enough so that the people sleeping in the living room are not woken by the sudden brightness from outside. Would a person who's sleeping lightly and planning to get up early be likely to wake up because they'd be like, "Whoa, I overslept. It's bright." Um. I'm going to say no, because they're shuttered. Okay. So unless Danny or Larry start making noise, then maybe I'll ask you to do a... a oh, yeah. I mean, it, it could be a, a deer or, you know, it could be anything. So we don't want to waken everybody up if it's like... Right, right. Mm -hmm. Something normal, you know, but uh, I would have a flashlight with me, got the pistol and obviously told Larry to have something. Mm -hmm. Switch on the floodlights. If there was anything... Nasty looking, we can give the guys a shout from the kind of back door. Sure. So are you sitting at the back door in the kitchen then? Yeah, I think I'm actually opening the, the, the door, but remembering that people people were lifted up, so I don't want to kind of be too exposed. I think there was a little bit of an overhang, if I remember, from the... The, the, uh, the, front, that? the front had more of that over, maybe right. like a small porch, basically. Okay. The back door, I'll say there's just a small, like, um, two and a half feet extension, okay. you know, just to keep you wet out of the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't mind moving a little bit beyond that, but I'm not going to be exposed and be right out there just in yeah. case. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. If we're on second watch, then I've, I've obviously fallen asleep. So, cause I was on first watch. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was planning. So I'm inside, but I've got my knife nearby and I'm ready to mm -hmm. bring into action. Okay. Uh, so Danny, you you kind of give the signal to Larry. He flips the switch. It's like a big uh, yeah. Um, he flips the switch. You're in the backyard. You're looking out. Do a spot hidden. Failed. 
do a lesson roll. I feel that as well. Okay. So something made those cans trigger. So you're kind of like, the lights came on, everything is peaceful and still and quiet. So I'm thinking with the lights coming on, and obviously with me not hearing anything, then I'm thinking if there is something out there, either animal or alien, then they might actually be still there being silent because we put the lights on. So I'm wanting to keep watch and I get my torchlight out and I start scanning across and kind of walking up and down the back. And I say to Larry, Larry, keep an eye out because it's gone silent. You know, well, to me, it's gone silent anyway. Larry has made his way to the back door. So he's kind of like just standing there. Basically, he's got your back kind of thing. So I'm also listening for any more movement from the cans now, because if there's something, if it's an animal, it's going to maybe set it off. If it's something that's flown in, then it might have to move away and then trigger the cans again. I probably wrote this down on one of my other notes. Every you all, everybody's in the living room, right? No, I, I, uh, I sleep in the kitchen. You're in the kitchen, okay? I'm I'm in the living room next to the fireplace, Jim. And Jasper, you're in the living room, right? I'm I'm in the living room, and um, Rex is uh, curled up in a ball in front of the fireplace. Okay. Oh yeah, Rex is a dog. They're quite alert. <laughs> Nobody suspects the German Shepherd. <laughs> um, and why would they? I am completely innocent. <laughs> uh, Danny, right on the fringe of your hearing. I say, uh, I say, Larry, get a flare gun. He, he grabs the gun. Uh, let me see if Larry hears it. He hears it too. So he's he's kind of freaked out at this point. He's like, yeah. And he, he where is it? He panic. He's in a little bit of a panic. Um. So I tell him where the flare gun is, and I says, give. Give Jerry, because Jerry's near us now, because of where he is, so give Jerry a kick. Okay. And, and come back quick. Okay. So I'm trying to hold position in case anything attacks. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. I just say to Jerry, there's something out there, Jerry. Get your rifle. Uh, where? Where? I don't know. We can just hear something. The, the... Jeff, do I hear anything? Uh, do I listen? I basically explained to Jerry. Uh, what, yeah, uh, Jeff, I, uh, I made it. Um, what, what were you just saying there, Danny? Sorry. I've uh, just seen that explain everything that's happened briefly. 
to Jerry, so he's up to speed. Yep. Uh, Jerry, I'm going to say that, so I'm, I picture you like coming out of your sleep, you kind of kind of are prepared, so you're not like super groggy. It's not it's like, right. oh, you know, somebody woke me up, let's go. Yeah. So I'm not going to do any sort of like, kind of like, but I will say that like for that listen roll, you didn't hear it when you were in the living room. It was only until you like got up, got your stuff, got to the back door, and then you could hear it coming okay. from outside. Uh, no particular direction, really. It's hard to, you know, this is like right on the fringe of your hearing. It's fairly audible. The question for me is then, am I able to send, get a sense of the direction or was it too on the very periphery? Similar. It's very hard to pin it mm. down as to where it's coming from. Um, Larry's kind of like burst out into the back. Jerry, where, where are you? Do you want to stay in the kitchen? Do you want to stay at the door? Well, I'm apparently at the back door. Okay. Do you want to venture when out? I hear you the to... sound, so I probably stay there. <laughs> and so, what is Larry burst past me, just rushing out the back door? Yep, he kind of like. Uh, I try to stop him. <laughs> well, Danny's outside, right? Danny, you're just outside. Yeah, I'm already. I'm already out oh, there. Yeah, Danny's already yeah. outside. Okay. Well, in that case, I don't stop him. Uh, I, I, I cautiously begin advancing around the door behind Larry. Uh, are you going outside? Well, I mean, Danny is already outside. Danny's outside. I mean, Larry, Larry rushes outside. Larry, I thought you were in the doorway, so Larry kind of pushes yeah. past you and goes outside. Right, exactly. So at so that are point, staying in I'll, the door or are you going outside? Uh, I guess between those two choices, uh, staying in the door. Okay. And looking around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Larry, Larry comes up next to you, Danny, and he's like, "I got the gun. What do you want? What do you want to do?" Should we? Let's just light a flare off. And he, he's kind of like a little glimmer of childhood excitement. Like he's always wanted to shoot a flare, right? Like who has it? So he's like, "How do you work these things?" And he just, boom, fires it off. So when I, see, when I see what he's going to do, I try to prepare to sort of get a wider like view to see if I can catch anything, you know, in the light from the yeah, fire. Yeah, me too. Well, then the pop probably wakes me up. Uh, do I... Uh, would that be power or constitution? For what? To wake up. Constitution. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's like a, I got a, a I got a twelve. Okay, so so you can react to that then. So I got I, three. Oh wow! Ooh. Oh. So Rex probably does it. Rex barks <laughs> when the pop happens. Rex, jumped. <laughs> Rex jumps up. Jump up. Stands on my face. What was that? <laughs> His dogs do. <laughs> His tail is wagging in your nose. Jasper, what? what? It, it was a pop. The dog's probably Rex. terrified. Well, what is it? What is it, boy? What? Danny, well, down the well. What? <laughs> so I, I noticed that uh, Jerry's not there in the kitchen. So Right, and you see uh, the back door's open, and this light is flooding into the kitchen. Okay, I'm going to go back there, ca over there cautiously and take a look. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow Tug with sort of with Rex on a long lead. So Rex is kind of next to Tug. 
but I'm sort of behind. Do I see Danny and Jerry and Larry? Yes. What's up, guys? It <laughs> sounds like uh, a routine. Danny um, heard I, something outside. Can you talk to you hear that? Do I hear anything? There's a buzzing. There's something uh, buzzing out here. Jasper and Tug, can you do a listen? Probably that same thing that I heard before. I don't hear anything, but Ooh. I'm listening really hard. I got a 16. Okay. It's, it's 40, so that's a hard. So again, Jasper, you would hear it. It's very, very faint. It's just right on the edge of your tug. You don't hear it even though you're trying really hard. Mm -hmm. um, Any chance of having seen anything when the flare went off? So... Now you shoot that flare off, and and the army's going to come. I did I thought he already shot it? I I know. I'm just saying that that's what I would. Expect. Yeah, yeah. We can we can radio them though. If there's the first thing is, I guess, if it's up there or if it's near. Do we see anything? The so, flare is slowly okay. floating down. Yeah. So I want to. I'm trying to think how to play this out because this is all like very. This is happening simultaneously uh -huh. and. So I'm trying to figure out the timing of this all in my head. Danny, uh, you see Larry fiddle with the gun. He points it up in the air. He shoots it. You see a little fizzle of smoke as it goes up. Um, what is your instinct right now? Are you looking up at the flare to see what happens? Or are you looking down at the ground to see? No, I'm, I'm kind of, it's almost like I'm trying to get the wide angle view. I'm not interested in where the flare's going. I'm wanting to get the wide angle view. So as soon as I see any movement, you know, between either ground level to whatever, to sky, Same. if there's a movement, then that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for any movement at okay. all. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Same with me, but I'm not only looking for movement. I'm looking just for anything that... I'm looking straight up into striking the... and strange. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm looking for a giant flying lobster. All right, I'm going to put it... So, uh, Danny, could you roll first, spot hidden? Yeah. 92. Okay. No. And then, um, Jerry, could you roll please? What's, what's, no. the, what's the weather like right now? Is it, is it overcast or is it, is there, Moon shining down on everything. Maybe we'll see something that way too. Um, very. There is just a sliver of a moon. Okay. Showing. Are there also floodlights on in the back? Or? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to trying to. You ever go outside to see a meteor shower? Yeah. Yeah. You have to turn everything off. Yeah. It's kind of uh, like, um, you know, you, you, you're always like, where do you look? You know, like uh, you're trying to see something, you're looking over here and then suddenly you see something over uh, there and you quick look and then it's not there. And so well, that's sort of how I'm imagining your spot uh, hidden is there. So it's like uh, Danny and Jerry, you're both sort of like, that's where you think something is. But when the light suddenly bursts up in the air, you catch movement in your peripheral vision. So it's not, you're not like looking directly at it. It's just like something. In just one place or more than one place? One place. 
Um, as the light bursts, uh, Tug and Jasper, I'm picturing you both like just getting to the door. That's yeah. Well, that's yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, Dan, did I'd you probably, see that? If I step out, I probably look straight up at the the flare, yeah. which will blind okay. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought I saw something. I don't know if it was a shadow. How is uh, yeah. Rex reacting to to all this? You tell me. Um, well, I I think his ears would have pricked up immediately with the the humming noise, and he's probably he would have been, um, I'd say probably looking at the flare at this point because all the the noise and the brightness and the the smell of burning um, magnesium. Or is it magnesium? A very light. Um, sure, we'll say it is. <laughs> how how so, knowing that you know dogs, how do you think he's reacting to this sort of sudden nervous energy amongst your group right now? Oh, I think he's he's on edge. Would he be barking? Yeah, you can see that. He, I don't think he'd be barking because he's he's trained. Okay. He's he's a guard dog. He's trained for um, situations like this, but um, I think he'd definitely be straining on the lead and sort of you know jerking about all over the place, quite sort of keen to be let off after something. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think for the the, the time being, my uh, my my initial task is just keeping him under control at the moment. Can you? How do you picture what's his? collar and leash situation is it like on a choker chain oh no he's on a um i think we decided before he's he's on what's called a, a slip lead so he's he's got a collar that's got a catch on it so that it could be just removed very easily and then he's got his proper collar as well um but in order to release that you'd have to be right up next to him with your hand on his neck to to flick the, the thing off. To release the leash, you mean? Yes. Okay. So I've I've got him about on a on about a three or four foot line. And then his collar is basically just like a leather collar that's uh fixed that doesn't constrict when he pulls or anything like that. No. No, it's just a normal normal collar. Okay. He's not choking himself. Um So Danny, you catch movement. So in that split second, your next, you know, your eye wants to go right to it and see what what that movement is. Same with you, Jerry. You know, you catch movement. You're like, what? Um, I'm not going to ask you to do another spot hidden, but I'll say that you each see some dark shapes up in the like silhouetted against the silhouetted against the flare light. Um, and you can see them, they're flying. Has the sound gone louder, quieter, or changed its uh, sense of direction? Has not really gotten louder or softer. It's like still just right on the edge, so they're pretty high up. Um, does it does it look like they're moving in any direction, or is it almost just kind of stationary or hovering? Yeah. Almost like they're hovering, yep. Yeah. Um, 
Jeff, uh, Jerry, Jerry tries something strange. Jerry looks in the direction and intently thinks, uh, if you can hear me thinking, move a little to the right, I won't try to shoot you. Do a power roll. Hopefully they understand shoot and pat and, and write and. Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure how verbal that all really was. Jerry's <laughs> just kind of intending it, you know. It's, but uh, this is a normal success. Okay. Uh, you see one of the shapes move to the right. Um, uh, they can tug. You wanted to talk to them. They they can hear me thinking. They can I, hear I, me thinking. I thought to them, move to the right a little if you can hear me, and I won't try to shoot you. And they did it. So right. nobody shoot. Of course, we've already summoned the cavalry. But do you want to try to talk to them? Maybe can we at least agree not to shoot them if they get closer? At least to us. <laughs> Well, I won't shoot them, but uh, uh, yeah, as soon as he tells me that they can read our minds, I, I start preaching my preach to them. <laughs> like, look, I'm not here to hurt you. I'd, I'd much rather communicate with you. I, uh, as, as, I, Jeff, uh, as soon as Tug agrees to that, I have exactly the same attitude okay. and intention. And also, lower the gun. I I have to make a roll though, because my character's not very smart. I probably am also transmitting things like, "There's a lot of people here who want to catch one of you." I'm not intentionally doing it, but that's definitely coming out. And I'm like, I don't want to hurt you, and I don't think anyone should hurt you. But okay, uh, I might not. I don't know if Jerry would, Jerry's not trying to repress that either. He might just be thinking that they like want to do it soon if they want to try to communicate back and not just hang out there waiting for whatever else is going to happen to happen. We also might not have any control over what they're pulling out of our heads. They might just pull it all out. <laughs> Jerry's probably not thinking about that either <laughs> at this moment, Daniel, although it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Danny, what are you doing now that you've seen? Um, is there him, you know, a ballpark figure? Is it like a handful? Is it a lot of them? Is it maybe four or five or six? Is it kind of like a small group, large group? I'll say there's three that you can... Okay, I want to... Anybody either... Uh, maybe Jasper or Tug... If nobody else has woken up, maybe saying to the guys, um, get some of the guys up and get on the radio and let them know there's some in the sky. Tell them not to shoot them. Um, so I'll say that uh, Larry is kind of the radio guy, so he'll run back into the... Ideal, yeah. Yep. Um, and at the same time that he's running in, Sam's running out, so he's joining you now. Um, okay. Now they're they're in the dark kind of, so we really can't see any details, can we? Yeah, this is. Uh, uh, does anybody have a better? 
flares go pretty high, right? I mean, I don't yeah. know, 100 feet, 200 feet, I'm not. Mm. Um, do do we they, all, sorry. Then they float, right? With this, like a little parachute, right? Is that yeah. how they? Yeah, but it's, it's all done within 13, 15 seconds before it slowly comes back down to the ground. Jeff, is Sam running past me out into the yard, or do I see him running up to the back door, or has he come out a different way? I didn't quite catch that. Uh, he just comes out the back door and oh, okay. just kind of stops. Uh, to is see he armed? Door. Yeah, he's. Do I see him? Uh, Sam, can you uh, keep that lowered down? Um, they seem like they might want to communicate. Okay. Uh, and I think to them, can you, um, should I be able to hear you? Yeah. Okay. Something. I, I, and, and if I don't hear anything, then I probably am loudly thinking, I can't hear you or whatever. You know, it's not probably that, that coherent, but it's very intentional. Okay. Danny, can you do another listen roll? Yes, just. Okay. You hear the buzzing again, um, but this time it's behind you. Like I'm, a, I'm picturing the house is behind you, right? You're, you mm -hmm. came out of the kitchen. You're looking out yeah. in the back. The house is behind you, looking up. So the, the buzzing now, you hear something behind you and up. Um, and it sounds like something just hit the roof. Do we <laughs> do we all hear it hit the roof? Uh, you can do a listen roll. Well, I just shout it anyway. There's something, something's on the roof, guys. Okay. There's uh, something on the other side of the house, and I, I. I think I move out into the yard to look up at the roof. Uh, okay. GM's choice. Did Larry leave the flare gun, or did he take that with him? Uh, he was not thinking clearly. He just ran in the house with it. Right, okay. They're playing music. <laughs> the sound of the Miko. Um, I'm, I'm going to get... I, I, I mean, I've got the dog in one hand and I don't have a gun um, to hand. Um, so I'm just going to get one of the big flashlights, you know, we talked about before, the big ones, the big batteries. Yeah, okay. Great big flash. Flashlight. So, so you guys thought ahead. You basically had it sitting on the kitchen counter right by the door. So it's just a real, real quick effort for you to just reach in and grab it. Um, can yes. you do another spot hidden for me? Okay. Oh, that's a 10. Um, you very clearly at the fringe of the woods line see movement on the ground. Uh, some like some of the bushes have moved. I'm just gonna um, say to no one in particular, to anyone who can hear me, really, while while keeping the light on where the movement was over there, over there. Uh, Jeff, the surroundings. Did, Jeff, did I notice anything at all? Uh, any further response from the ones in the sky? No response. All right, but I've heard the thing on the roof. Uh, if you didn't, you heard Danny say. Yeah, I, I 
just sort of shout up to the roof, uh, hey, if you're here to talk, say something we can understand and say it loud. Okay. I'm sorry, I missed. Did you say you said that out loud or you're Yeah, I, uh, I said it out. I shouted out loud. Shout hey, if you're here to talk, say something we can understand loud. Okay. Uh, no response. Um, Tug, when you step further out into the yard to look up onto the, the angle of the roof, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to ask you for another spot hidden. Oh, 13. That's very good. What is 13, though? Is that a... That's a, a hard. Okay. Just as you get to the point where you're like, you're backing up, you're aware of the fact that there's traps around you in the backyard mm -hmm. so you're trying to be mindful of that you're aware of the fact that you're walking out away from the house so you're you know all this is running through your mind and just as you get to the point where the angle of the roof lines up to let you see you know everything up mm -hmm. you see something very dark uh like disappear just past the peak of the roof like as if it were on the other side of the house i think it's on the other side guys Is it climbing down? Is it climbing down the other side of the roof? Mm -hmm. Jeff, can we hear anything up there, like moving around? I'm um, going to run around, too. Not really. I think I'm going to run around the house to the other side and look up. Okay. As soon as you start to run, Sam kind of tries to, like, where are you? what are you doing? Don't run off. I'm not. I'm just going to the other side of the house. Okay. Um. He, he kind of like lets out a sigh of uh, frustration. He's like, <sighs> and he runs off right behind you. Okay. Uh, Danny and Jasper, what are you doing? I'm, I'm trying to keep the, um, the, the, the flashlight sort of aimed at the, the, the patch of, of woods where I saw something move to see if I can see anything there. There's oh, definitely movement. There's definitely something there. You're catching little glimpses of like a black uh, listening rough texture. Almost like a almost like a wet tree branch. Okay, I'm keep I'm keen, I'm gonna keep the light um, fixed on that. But I'm occasionally sort of glancing around, um, especially upwards. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna make you roll. Please flares on its way down and it's getting lower uh, but you can see the same silhouettes above you hovering um danny anything particularly you're just gonna wait this feels like a full out attack to me i'm gonna wait because i want to see it sounds like they're gonna they're coming at both sides of the, the building potentially on the building so it's like it's like an attack. So I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm maybe getting a grenade out of my pocket. So I had one earlier on. Okay. Are you doing that just because one of the comments on last week's video was from someone who said they desperately want to, to see a grenade getting used? <laughs> no, but we brought them. <laughs> For all Jeff, we if you make a big enough Patreon contribution <laughs> we will use a grenade yes you can choose danny's next move by making a donation now <laughs> jeff uh, i shout dr matheson are you awake 
Uh, she is upstairs. Well, I, that's why I shouted loud. You're okay. You're yelling with huh. intent. So. All right. Uh, you don't hear. <coughs> excuse me. You don't hear a response. Well, if you're not awake, you should be. <laughs> um, and Jerry, Jerry, I'm going to say that you also just now see Tug and Sam kind of like dart off to run to the front. Okay. Are you going to remain in the back, or are you going to run with them? Uh, I guess uh, I I see them running around to the front. Mm -hmm. And where's Jasper again? I'm He's in the just, back right just now. outside the back. Okay. Um, I look at the light that Jasper is shining. Does anything seem to be moving over there, like chasing them or whatever? Um, I'm not going to ask you to do a spot hidden because you see in the movement. It's like something's just kind of like rocking back and forth in the bushes. But it's not chasing a tug and Sam or anything. No, no. no. All right. Uh, I'm just going to. I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. Uh, right. Tug. Now, if I see something like a giant lobster as I come around, I'm I'm stopping in my tracks. Okay. Obviously. I'm not going to run up and shake its hand. <laughs> uh, just for my clarification, did anybody put traps in the front of the yard? I think we put traps all around. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. Okay. I'm not Sadly, sure that we put them five feet from the house. No, probably not. No, there's like there's like a sort of safe perimeter around perimeter. the house isn't yeah. there yeah yeah they wouldn't be within 10 feet we did, of we did put up the netting though didn't we i just the, during yeah. our whole discussion and setup i was yeah. just pretty much on the impression i was only thinking in my head of the backyard mostly uh, oh they're definitely all around all around yeah. uh so i'll just point out you know like what happens if the sheriff shows up in the morning to for a visit is there you know he might set off a trap, right? Yeah, well, I mean, oh, he's, he's probably got insurance. Okay. Is there anything, Jeff, is there anything like a normal path? That's Abelard's problem, not ours. Uh, sorry, this is a real question. Is there is there a path to the front of the house that looks like the path people are meant to walk on? Yeah, there's like a, a footpath. Um, well, then I guess we don't trap that. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, at this point, Jerry is actually kind of frustrated and thinks and shouts, it must be obvious we don't know what you want. Say something. Okay. The frustration continues. No response. Okay. Uh, Tug, you get around to the front of the house, and again, you're going to have to, like, go far enough back so that the pitch right. back the roof, right? So, yeah. Um, you keep well, I've kind of been running and keeping my eyes up there, so I'm looking up the roof as I'm, I'm far enough away that I can do that. Okay. I want to see it. Man, you're, you're like pushing me to ask you for some sort of a dex check. Okay. Because um, there's traps around you. Well, like I say, I'm not going to go 20 feet from the house. I'm going to. Well, that, that's kind of like in order to get to that point where you can see the angle of the roof, you're going to have to back up kind of, kind of a distance from the front of the house. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, well, I don't want to step in a trap. Okay. All right, I'll just say you're being careful. Actually, uh, when we first got here, didn't I mention something about maybe putting little white flags where the traps are? Because the aliens wouldn't know what the white flags are for, but we would. You know, little little indicators that, hey, there is a, a stake in the ground or something. Okay, I'm okay with that if, if the others agree. 
so that we don't forget. Just be careful when you're backing up. Make sure you don't get your tail yeah. caught in. All right, so I'm 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 being careful. You're being careful. So when you finally hit that point where you can see now up on the roof, you see this same black, looks like wet tree bark, uh, skin. The flare is now pretty much gone out, or it's just about to go out on the other side of the house. Can I shine my light, my sh my flashlight on it? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to shine uh, my flashlight on it. You see, it looks like tree bark. It kind of looks like a texture of a wet tree bark, but it doesn't look like a lobster or a creature like that. Well. It looks so okay. Let's see. I'm not sure your flashlight is a hundred percent. It yeah, it's not going to be very bright either. Eliminating it, right? So it's still somewhat vague in the description. So I'm going to say this: it's it's you can make out the fact that it's got wings. Okay. You can make out the fact that it's got multiple arms, legs, whatever okay. you call them. That's enough then. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're rather skinny, and at some of the uh, ends of the legs or arms, you see the, the claws like the lobster claws, right. but they're small, right? Maybe about the size of your own hand. So I'm going to try to think at it some more and say, okay, some uh, of us don't want to hurt you. Yeah, Danny, if you want to, that's fine. Yeah. Um, you see this thing is very close to where you put up the antenna um, and it's um, it, it's it's filling about at the antenna like you can't quite tell what it's doing Has anyone thought of, of uh, radioing the B team? I was just thinking I've seen the I, flare. I thought Larry uh, was radioing. Yeah, last you saw Larry ran into the radio room. Okay. And we've let off the flare as well, which should. Yeah, the mercenary should be here in a couple of minutes. That's um, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to start, start sort of backing. Back in the um, the back door. It's far too many repetitions of the word "back" in that sentence. <laughs> um, because I mean, if they're 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 flocking around us, and I, I think I, I I still vividly recall what happened last time that people were just plucked from in front of me mm, and, yeah. and taken up. So I, I'm, I'm going to try and sort of at least get in the doorway. So I've at least got the door frame over me. Sure. Because um, and I'm starting to feel a bit nervous now, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff, are the ones in the sky moving at all? They seem to just be hovering and circling. Mm. And right about now is when the flare uh, fizzles uh, out. Uh, I go ahead and if Jasper's trying to back in the doorway, mm -hmm. um, I uh, back up to let him in. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, Tug, you see this thing has uh, kind of been poking about or fiddling around with the antenna. Um, 
I'm going to assume there's a chimney there because there's a fireplace. So I'll say the antenna is hooked up to the chimney uh, and it's like right at the, where the chimney's and it kind of like. It's trying to break the antenna. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Probably. Like, do you say that out loud or just think it? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's trying to break the antenna. It's trying to cut off our communications. This, this is an attack. And I'm going to pull out my, uh, um, crossbow and shoot it. Okay. Um, I'm just going to leave it to you. What, do, how do you, what do you want Sam to do? Do you want him to shoot with his pistol or do you want him to like wait to see what happens with you? Um, I'm like, well, I, 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 I forgot he was standing here. I said, I think it's trying to, to break the antenna so that we can't communicate. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to shoot it. And I, and I just pull out my thing and I shoot at it. Jeff, can I make a listen check to hear Tug say that? I'm still standing at the back door, but I'm a little bit more inside now. I'm in the front, front of the house. Yeah, he's in the so, front no. of the house. Yeah. So I'm thinking yeah. now. Yeah. Nope. Cool. Also, there's a rope attached to my bolt. That that was a whole idea was that we would spear one of it. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead and roll. What? Firearms. Firearms. Uh, forty-five to uh, thirty-six. Can I spend nine points of luck, or do you want me to just say it? I missed it. I'm going to say that under these conditions where it's dark, your flashlight, uh, the panic, the adrenaline, uh, so I'm going to say it misses. Damn it. Does it at least scare it? <laughs> Probably not. It does not scare it. Okay. Jeff, how loud does that sound? I don't, I've never heard a cross before. Yeah, it doesn't make any noise. <laughs> it's like a bow and arrow, basically. Maybe a twang. <laughs> uh I'm just picturing I'm picturing Jerry and Jasper in the back of the house and suddenly seeing a crossbow bolt and a rope. <laughs> and a rope kind of come dangling down in front of him. They're lowering uh, ropes. I'm really, really, really glad that I backed up now. Do, do we? <laughs> Does it no, go over the roof? No, I don't think so. That's probably. So you see, Tug, you see the uh, creature turn its head and you see little flickerings of colored lights. Okay. Um, and then how are you how are you treating the crossbow at this point? Are you like reeling it back in for another shot or how what's your um I I just I know I think I'm kind of stunned at this point and I just keep saying stop stop I, I'm doing this in my head stop don't cut that we need that stop doing that uh we don't want to hurt you but we're going to shoot you <laughs> like i can reason with it um are you i'm gonna leave it again up to your choice how do you want Sam to react? Do you want him to shoot or do you want him to hold? 
well, does the, if the creature's turned around and he's looking at me, I mean, is there any reaction from it, or does it continue to try to pull off the antenna? So it kind of like turns to look at you. It's trying to, maybe it's hearing what you're saying. Maybe it's interpreting it. And then suddenly it kind of like takes two or three of its other appendages uh-huh. and it like smashes it into the roof. Like it's uh, trying to damage the roof. Sam, shoot the damn thing. Okay. Or maybe miss on the first one, but scare it. I don't know. Shoot it. Okay, he fires a shot with his pistol. Um, as far as you can tell, it does not hit. Okay. And clearly, Jasper and Jerry, you hear the gunshot from the front of the house. Um, Do we also hear the sounds like something's trying to break through the roof? Maybe just at the edge of your hearing. You know and I'll happening. probably yell really loud, it's coming through the roof. <laughs> Do I, I assume I hear that, right? <laughs> sure. Um, <Hey>! Can I <laughs> can I get the sense of where the sounds are well enough to uh, aim at them? Uh, I'm going to say you can't see it from the back of the house. You have to run around to the front. Uh but I, uh, you know, picture a picture a peaked roof, right? So okay, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's, well, well, he could run to the front. But, I could, but I, yeah, I could head toward the front. Okay, so I am doing that. I'm heading toward the front of the house, okay. uh, through the house, not around yeah. the house, through the house. Yeah. And as I'm going through the house, do I think I can hear well enough to take a shot through the roof? Uh, or uh, you would have to run upstairs to do something like that. There okay. are people upstairs. Yeah, there's still two people yeah. up in the room. Which although... are people, people I'm concerned about, in fact. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I do run upstairs. I shout, wake up, they're coming through the roof. And uh, head up the stairs and try to figure out where it is. Trying to come through the roof so I can shoot through the roof. Um, yeah. I'll say that's uh, Sarah's room. And her door's closed. I'll say that Dr. Drake is in the other upstairs bedroom. And as you come up the stairs, he's opening his door with like a groggy, like what's going on? They're coming through the, the roof. Uh, Jeff, do you, are you saying I can hear that the where it's coming through would be inside Sarah's room? Yeah. Into Sarah's room. That's the doctor, Sarah Matheson, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Sarah, Dr. Matheson. I'm shouting through the door. Okay. Uh, you hear a groggy reply like, yo, what is it? Don't you hear that? There's one on the roof. It's trying to come through the roof. Your your roof. You hear like scrambling noises of her, like, you know, whatever women folk do to, to scramble out of bed and put their nightgown <laughs> on or I don't we don't need to get into that. Uh, I think it involves a wind. <laughs> Before they, yeah. <laughs> Funk. I, uh, I'm, Jeff, I'm do I have time to... Uh, uh, I don't know how quickly this is all happening, uh, but you said that it actually takes no time at all to uh, 
can I just mutter the appropriate vowels or would I have to like full volume, like start chanting something in order to cast the spell to get a firearms bonus? Um, hold that thought, I'm gonna ask it. Well, Jerry is kind of holding his thought. He's having a moment of not, par not paralyzed indecision, just pausing to decide what to do. So. Okay. All right, hold that. Um, Jasper, what are you doing when you heard the gunshot go off? I, I'm, I'm going to set the, um, the big flashlight down on the kitchen table, shining towards the door. Um, and as best I can, I'm going to sort of try to help me. Just thrown my dice on the floor. And it's gone yeah, under the door. Hang on. Um, I'm going to try and um, drag uh, Rex back with me uh, into the uh, living room uh, and, and retrieve one of the pistols. Um, because I think that someone should really be covering the back. Yeah, because I know Danny had to slip out for a second. Uh, I'm going to say that he's still sort of now backed into the doorway along with you. Okay. So you're, you're now further in the kitchen looking for a pistol. Is that? Yep. Okay. That's right. And gotcha. I'm I'm getting ready so that I can I can cover his back. Yeah. Gotcha. Just just in case anything happens on that side of the house. Okay. Which is I've I've been in this situation before where I've been. Um, trying to do something while dealing with an angry and preoccupied dog. <laughs> and um, let's say it's going to take me a couple of turns, <laughs> I think, realistically, mm -hmm. to um, to sort of <laughs> drag this now rigid dog lead. It's, <laughs> it's a quiet but very angry dog. Um, back to wherever, um, I think all the, the guns were in the living room, weren't they? So it'd be just inside the living room door. Okay. Um, so do you picture Rex as being aggressive then? Is he like, uh, anxious to go get him? Is that, I think he's not necessarily, not necessarily aggressive, but I, 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 I'd envisage him being sort of on point. Okay. So he's, 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 you know, he's intent. Okay. Straining at the end of the lead. He knows that something's out there. Yeah, um, definitely. But you know, probably probably a little bit apprehensive as well because it's something that smells weird. Yes. As well, so. Uh, um, but he has smelt that smell before. And just to add to the, what you're dealing with, amidst the you know the dog and the searching for a weapon, you hear the the tin can alarms going off and rattling again too. That like stuff that whatever you saw in the back was now triggering whatever it is that the, the alarms that you set up. Oh, that's going to just spur me on to find a gun. Okay. And I, if something's coming, I don't want it to come while I've got an empty hand. Okay. So now, Tug, mm -hmm. you're looking up and you're seeing this creature on the roof slamming its appendages into the roof top, the shingles. Uh, some of it's hitting the brick, some of the pieces of brick are chipping away and then suddenly you see its head 
those flickering lights again, they all synchronize the, the lights and they like blink almost like a beacon, like a, they all, you know, instead of flickering around, it's like they right. all the one. And, and you see suddenly it takes off and shoots up into the sky. Okay. Um, I'm going to run into the house and ask if everybody's okay. Okay. The, the thing flew away. It flew away. Um, Something was weird. Are uh, you I running into the living room to say this? Yeah, yeah. Because as, as if, if that's the case, the case then, as you say that, I'm, I'm, the, the, there are more of them at the back. Well, the, the tin cans just rattled. Um, right, uh, just now. Seconds ago. there, And as I'm running, I'm running toward the back door, I said, the, the lights on their heads, I mean, did you see them glowing and shining and shimmering? They all of a sudden started to synchronize and the thing flew away. I wonder if they're communicating with each other. Jasper, when you turn to look out the back door again, you look over Danny's shoulder and you see, you know exactly where that thing was. You know, you were looking at it just a second ago and now you don't see it. Um, I'm still going to stay there for the foreseeable future. Um, pointing a gun in that direction. Okay. I want to listen real hard and see if I can hear any whirring from their wings. Okay. Uh, do a listen roll then. Oh, uh, six. Nice. You do. You hear the wings flapping, the buzzing noise, but it's getting fainter and fainter. I think goes. they're leaving, guys. It's weird. It was like that one got a signal and they all left. Why would they leave? I think this looks more like a flare pistol. <laughs> uh, Sam runs in the front door and he's, he just tells you, you know, I don't see him anymore. Where did they go? Why the hell, why the hell didn't the mercenaries show up? And did they, did, did, did Larry manage to send a, send a radio message out? Where's Larry? So Larry, did we discuss, I don't think we actually talked like where the radio is. I'll say the radio was in the bedroom parlor area where Sam's bedroom was in the front on that first floor. Okay. Um, or no, it actually, where do you guys want it? How about that? Let's, do you want it in the, the living room or do you want it in his bedroom? Yeah, I think it should be in the main main area, though. Just in case anybody yeah. needs to get to it. Right. Okay. So I'll just say he's over in the corner. Uh, so he's he's basically in the same room with you, and he, he just turns, he's like, I got a hold of him, I told him, uh, and I think they're on their way. Well, they need to be closer. <laughs> <laughs> So Jeff, have I heard anything? Uh, do, do I cease hearing the sound? Uh, do I know what's going on? Can you do a listen roll for me? Ninety-three. Mm. 
So I'll say this. So Sarah, eventually, it seems like it took forever, opens her door. Um, she's all groggy. She's like, what's going on? What's going on? They're coming through the through your roof. What do you think? Yeah, the roof of that. your room. Of course, with that, she's like, you know, scared and panicked now. And she well, one, once she opens the door, I go in there. Okay. And then when you do, you've got your gun out. Your your intent is to like shoot through the roof. You're listening. You're waiting for like that sound of like where to aim, and you just don't hear it. You like you keep waiting and waiting and waiting, and there's no. It's gone. It's gone. You hear me yelling. All right. Okay. So you hear. Two. All right. I go downstairs. So I, Jeff, I assume this happened before I would have. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. trying to be. Yeah. So nice say it, it saved me from wasting. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I uh, I just. Head back downstairs. Uh, did someone call the mercenaries? They, they're supposed to be here. They should be here forever. Um, Maybe they went to meet them. It was weird because I was looking right at the thing and it looked like it got some sort of a signal on its head. What do you mean? I mean that every time I saw it before, its colored lights were doing this. They have co colored lights on the heads? Yeah, you didn't get a look at one, so you didn't see one. I saw right yeah. up on the roof, and it was doing said, this. Something you just said made me think. You said it was like it got a signal, and Larry was on the radio. What if those things can hear radio waves, and it knew that we'd called for backup? I was just thinking of something else. John Jeffries had lights in his head. Okay, I think an overall sanity needs to be. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, to answer your question, the, the lights were randomly blinking, and then all of a sudden they began to synchronize like a, like a signal. Oh, 92. <laughs> Five. Okay, <laughs> some great dice rolls today. Wow, nice. Well, that's because I, <laughs> I haven't actually been in combat. That's why. <laughs> I've been talking to them for a half an hour. What, uh, what damage... Um, I'll say just a 1d4 for a fail. Uh, we just going to say take two points for a pass. Two oh. points. Okay, that makes sense. I threw both my dice on the floor. It's stressful, but I haven't really seen anything. Yeah, exactly. I That's only me. took one point of damage. Oh. But... My character is kind of weirdly, weirdly excited. Mm. Okay. Once again, I get to communicate with bizarre alien entities. <laughs> First thing I'm going to say to the Miko is, would you please tell the Mole Man that I am not <laughs> a hostile entity? So I'll just, uh, we, I think we can pretty much end it there. I will say this, though, just for sake of uh, closure. Uh, it seemed like that took a long time, but in reality, that was all a matter of minutes, right? Right. So you got the radio call out. They have responded. You know, you guys are sitting in the living room. Everything has been quiet for a while now. You're all, like, prepared. They come, well, one of, one of them at least comes bursting through the front door, like, prepared and, like, ready to go, and you're all, like, uh, you missed the whole show. <laughs> right. 
We're all sitting there clutching guns and looking very pale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've already ordered pizza. We're eating pizza, drinking beer. Where were you? Cup of coffee. Have you got any sedatives? And there's really, there was no, uh, you know, they got there as soon as they could. And it was just a matter of they just didn't get there quick enough. How long did it take them to get there? Uh, ten minutes. I'll say realistically, probably ten minutes. Did they see anything on the way? Nope. All right. Well, that's a good spot to end it. That's, yep. that's very exciting. Our players included Mick Swan, George Sieg, Ken Trench, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with our shows are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.